Hi, I'm Chris Plum, head coach and CEO of Carmel Swim Club. This is the Off the Deck podcast. Off the Deck champions Carmel Swim Club's mission, teaching excellence through swimming for life. Carmel Swim Academy will provide an entry point for more children in central Indiana to have access to life-saving programs. It's true. Drowning is the leading cause of injury-related death in children ages 1 to 4 and the second leading cause of death in children 5 to 9. But there is hope. Participation in formal swimming lessons can mitigate the risk of drowning by 88%. We are compelled to use our expertise in swimming to make our community safer and ensure every child has the opportunity to learn to swim. To learn more, visit www.carmelswimacademy.org. The Off the Deck podcast is also sponsored by Gain Swimming. Gain Swimming is the gold standard in dry land training. We have our annual clinic coming up uh, September 10th through the 12th. So if you're listening to it this week, hurry up, get here, figure out how to get to Carmel to sign up for the clinic. It's going to be great. We're going to be in person and we're so excited to have people and discuss what we do. We got the regulars coming in, Ian Murray, Chris Webb, and even special guest, Mr. Brent Arkey, who coached Emma Wyatt to a silver medal in the 2020 Olympic Games. But happy to have today's guest on, very uh, close friend of mine, but currently named the associate head coach of Carmel Swim Club. The man's been through, he's coached just about every group at the Carmel Swim Club. He, uh, the great swimmer at Purdue, and he comes from the region, Mr. Chris Foff. Chris, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm recovering from the workout we just did together, but uh, excited. I'm, I'm done sweating for today, I hope. so. <laughs> well, you we do have to go back on the pool deck, but luckily now our pool is much cooler. So, um, Chris, we just named you – know, you were just named associate head coach – I think it's important to recognize that you really have coached about every single group at Carmel, um, 9, 10s, 11, 12s, 13, 14, senior one, high performance. Um, you know, through all that, like, I think you're a guy who's like risen through the ranks. You started, started at the bottom and now you're here, right? <laughs> <laughs> so how, um, Talk about your journey a little bit at Carmel. Like how, how did, why did you come and, you know, how did you get here today? Yeah, it's a pretty unique experience I've had. And um, I don't know, I feel like I was kind of in the right place at the right time. And, um, you know, it, it kind of started at in West Lafayette with um, TJ Day, coaching Boilermaker Aquatics. He brought me on as a coach and um, uh, about two years in coaching there, uh, TJ came to Carmel, and then about um, six months later, eight months later, I followed in April of 2014. And um, I, I, there wasn't a full-time position in uh, West Lafayette for me, so I came here for a full-time position. I, I knew at that point I wanted to coach. So I came here, and I was coaching, I think that first summer here, I was coaching a uh, 9, 10, 11 group, uh, 12, 13, 14 group, a homeschool group. And then uh, the high school as well. So I was doing a little bit of everything. And over the last seven and a half years, it's just evolved into where we are right now. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like I was in the right place at the right time and in a program. I think that just certainly um, rewards hard work and, and 
you know, consistency and showing that you want to be here and, and do great things. Yeah. So, you know, you coached in Lafayette, you were a high school coach for a year. We recognized your talent and your ability, but you certainly had things to learn. When you first started coaching, what do you think some of the key things you learned in that first couple of years of coaching that you, you know, maybe you could wish you could go back and, and tell yourself. Um, so when I was in West Lafayette, is that what well, you're Yeah, sure. I mean, just in those, I went first two or three years of coaching, right? What were you, what did you really learn and what, maybe what did you think you knew that you really didn't know? Yeah. I remember having a conversation with my high school coach who I'm still pretty close with coach Van Reesh, And I asked him, I was like, how do you write workouts? You know, how do you do it? And he's like, by doing it. Right. And, um, I think it's just the time and the wisdom. And, um, I think having patience, I, I, I think patience has developed over time. And when I first started, I was so fired up about coaching and excited. And I came in every day and, um, I coached until I was exhausted. Right. And I think just having that patience and that, um, you know, just taking your time with stuff as well. I, I remember um, in the fall, I was always ready to like, all right, let's get to work. Let's work hard. We're going to get better by working hard. And um, and right now we are going about as slow as we possibly can to just teach and learn and get to a place where we're ready to work hard. So if I could tell myself one thing, it would be slow down, have some patience, think about the big picture of, of the season and maybe even the next three or four years and start there and um, create a plan from there. Yeah. So let's talk about each of the kind of the groups. If you were starting out coaching, say a nine ten, intermediate, I mean, I, I don't think any nine tens are advanced. So, but like, you know, you're better nine tens and you're writing a season plan. What would be maybe three things you would think about with, with nine ten athletes? Well, where are they going when they leave my group, right? Okay. And, um, you know, so for example, in, in our program, it's we have our, our top 9, 10 group and top 11, 12 group and communicating with that next coach, right? Like, hey, what do we want those kids to look like when they enter that group? And, you know, you have X, Y, Z and then, okay, we're at the beginning of the season. How do I get X, Y, Z by the end of the season? And um, I certainly in my opinion, what that's going to look like is taking less strokes and figuring out how to do it faster. Right. In all four strokes. So, um, often have conversations about being efficient and, and just swimming better, you know, kicking, kicking, kicking and swimming better. I thought you did it, you know, watching you coach the nine tens, you certainly brought a lot of energy on the pool deck. Um, but though, just the way you could kind of, if command is the right word, I'm not sure, but like you definitely are to take charge when, and there's a different energy you have to bring to the nine tens, right? So when you're coming into a nine ten practice, what are you thinking about? Uh, you know, it's so funny. I was talking to Chris Webb. I don't remember when we were actually talking about eight and unders and he was making a point like of when you're coaching that age, you have to say first group, ready, go second group, ready, go. And I think it's just being engaged all the time with that age and they respond to that so well, right? They're going to respond to your engagement and 
So I think any group age group will, but, uh, you know, older athletes are a little bit more independent and the younger ones, they need engagement. And I think I learned that. And I think it's so easy to be a little bit more fun and I'm probably a little bit more goofy with them. So they respond well to that. And, um, you're the fun coach and you're the nine ten coach. And, um, I really enjoyed being the fun coach at that age and <laughs> still do. Right. So, right. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you're also doing some work on dry land with them, you know, getting them ready, getting to become athletes. Right. We talk about at Cormel, um, they're getting less PE they're doing less things on, on land than we used to growing up, you know, when you're thinking about dry land and organizing their movement on land, I've seen you organize uh, some cones on the pool deck or finding space upstairs in the stands. Like, do you just like look for a space and figure out how to get these kids? Like, what are you thinking about them to, to get them ready uh, on the land space there? Yeah. Well, recently we've had a lot of conflicts with our weight room. We have an awesome weight room. And I think a lot of other youth sports teams in Carmel are figuring out how awesome that weight room is. And, um, and we're just, we've got to work in different areas. So um, even this past spring, I was working with our not beginner nine ten group. And I, <laughs> I had like a little, um, I don't even know what it was, but it was like a little station, like deal with cones and we're throwing balls, throwing and catching. You know, so I think the first thing I'm going to look for is a place where I can monitor them and it's safe, right? We're not going to trip. We're not going to fall or get hurt. Um, I can see everyone. Um, you know, the nice thing about using the pool deck at that point is it was dry because we were the first group in the water. So um, I felt like, hey, we can do some stuff on there without worrying about them slipping. Although we were throwing wiffle balls and the wiffle balls were going in the water. so the pool deck was <laughs> ending up getting wet, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like organizing them, having a place where, again, where you can, you can, um, you know, just be engaged in what they're doing. Um, telling them when to go, giving them instruction, giving them feedback. Um, and then I think if you're talking about the, absolute like details of dry land i think it's just getting them aware of their body yeah and, and making them realize like what their feet are doing what their hands are doing and you know i was just going back to the dry land manual and it, it reminds me every time i read through it we, we have our own dry land manual and um if you come to gain i'm sure you'll see a version of it or you will see it um it says giving them problems to solve with their body on land Right. And it, isn't that how it goes? I think it's like giving them problems to solve. Right. Yeah. And um, I love that idea. And I also drawing so cool because you can talk to them all the time where when they're in the pool, their face is in the water and you can talk to them on the wall. Right. So. Yeah. And I think, you know, we uh, we've talked about how important to have a positive relationship with the athletes where you're helping them become better people, right? So, you know, I think I've seen you grow in terms of like your ability to connect, but also see a bigger picture away from the pool. So 
you know, when we talk as a staff, we talk about character development, right? Like it's one of those things. And, you know, when you are coaching, right, it's not just about the water. It's about this whole person and everything that's going on in their life. So, you know, when you're developing your character, I know you do, you do a lot of different things to help develop them and you have discussions. So talk us through a little bit about, you know, some of the things you've done to develop things outside of the pool to help develop the, the character side of this. Yeah. So, so one thing I, you know, first thing that came to my mind um, when you just said this is we have what's called pit crew parents. And I think it's such a, a cool thing. And what our pit crew parents will do is they will, um, they have gatherings outside of, of practice, maybe for a younger group, it's some snacks or something. And, you know, but for the older groups, I think 13 and over they're they're actually going and hanging out and doing stuff outside of there. That's a piece of relationship development piece. I think for the in pool or in practice development, there's a lot of different things we're, we're doing one. Um, I think we're, we're big on the triple impact competitor and, and living that. And um, what that is, is um, every day you're coming to practice with the mindset that you're going to make yourself better, make your teammates better, make the sport better. Um, that's a big piece. I, I think something special that, that we're doing as a staff, and I love it, and Rhiannon Sheets is leading the charge on this, is um, we have – we kind of modeled it after this um, – um what is it called the uh where did the tri the um tri triple impact competitor come from yeah chris you're gonna pca 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 yeah positive yeah. coaching alliance yeah yeah so we modeled it after those uh these worksheets that they have and we came up with our own based on our own um our own values as a club and we have staff meetings probably two a month where we discuss the word, what it means, and how we want to teach that to the kids on our team. And each lead group coach and um, then takes this worksheet and teaches the kids in their group. So um, I think that's a, certainly a, a pretty cool way that we're teaching this character development piece. And then ultimately, it's just the way you treat people and the standard you hold them to. And um, you know, just the expectation when they come to practice every day. Um, we kind of, it was pretty cool. So as part of my um, transition into associate head coach, I'm not the lead coach of the, the 13, 14s anymore. And um, the seventh grade group, that's now the eighth grade group. Um, I think it was Tuesday in practice. I asked them, what is the expectation for being in this group? And they fired it off. Like, it was so cool, like without hesitation, I only asked the eighth graders so the seventh graders in the group could hear. And uh, I mean, they were on it. They were repeating all the stuff we talked about last year and just reminds me, you may not think they're listening, but they really are. And if they can repeat it after a month out of practice, that means they understand it and they, they are living that to some extent, so. Yeah, Chris, that's a great point. I mean, anytime, I especially tune in when I hear athletes get up and speak in front of the group and you're like, wow, you really learned that. I didn't know that you did. And so they are paying attention. They are learning. And I, you know, that's, that's a, uh, that's a great story. And I know those athletes really listen to you and um, 
respect you for the work that you're doing, but it is evident that you that you care about them, and uh, they don't care how much you know until you know until they know how much you care. And I think you you bring that every day, uh, and that's evident, and that's why you know you've gotten to where you are. So, and there's another part of that is better. Better people make better athletes, right? And so we, we're creating that opportunity to make better people um, through the things we're doing, and uh, and you're doing that. So, you know, now now that you're coaching um, seniors, right? And, and you're gonna, how has your role changed, and what are you looking forward to in in your new role? Yeah, so you know, we're, I think we're kind of developing this as we go. Um, I mean, it's new to me. I feel pretty good at what I was doing before, you know, leading the age of team and the coaching staff. So I think, um, you know, I'm excited for something new, right? I've, I've done what uh, the head age of coaching role for four and a half years. So I'm excited to hand that off to somebody else. I think uh, the first chunk of the season here will be teaching my job, uh, my previous role to our new head age group coach. And then um, what I, what I foresee being a big part of, of my new role is just being able to spend more time with our coaching staff. Um, the biggest challenge I had is when I'm on deck with age group, I'm all in on the group and I can't give the time that I would like to with the other coaches on the deck when I'm coaching at the same time. So, um, yeah, I, I want to be able to spend more time with them. And I think this new role is going to allow me to do that. Um, I also think just you know, coaching and learning the the next part of the the senior athletes is going to be. Um, I've always been coaching there, but I haven't really led that. Um, you know, that group for a, a, a extended period of time. So I think that that'll be a new challenge for me as well. Um, I think a new and fun challenge will be. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot since I've come here. I've always led my own group and I haven't really had to work with other full-time coaches in a group. So working with you, Chris and Rhiannon will certainly be fun and, and a challenge at the same time. I'm, I need to change how, the way I'm, it's not just all on me. It's on all of us. So, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> well, are you going to put the guys asking the question? No, I'm, you know, I'm excited because I'm, I've just seen you, you grow and you're ready for that growth. And it gives me an opportunity. If I'm teaching more coaches what's successful and what works, the better we're going to be. And right. And knowing I have the more capable people around, the better we're going to be, too. And it's not to me about anything to do with ego. I need to have coach this or this. Or this. It's not about that. So to have. Uh, extremely capable people in roles who are excited to show up and learn. Uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's great. And I know our kids are going to benefit. Our team's going to benefit. Our community is going to benefit. So that's what I'm excited about. There's a challenge. Yeah. Dividing workouts up and, and you know, you can teamwork makes the dream work. And so you just got to put your ego aside um, and move forward. And, you know, that's my advice to all people out there is like, Get rid of your ego. Ego is the enemy. It's holding you back. Don't let it get in the way. Coach people the best you can. Come in with your heart open and ready to to give you everything you have to, to the people around you. And good things are going to happen. Uh, it's never going to be easy, but you know, without resistance, you don't go anywhere, right? You need it. You need some resistance. So, 
was not expecting me put on the spot there. So I'll throw it right back at you, Chris. Uh, um, you've hit on it a little bit, but it's evident to anybody who sees you that you love what you do. But what do you personally love? And what would you be willing to share? What do you love about coaching? Um, yeah, I think uh, I think most people will say this, but just being on the pool deck, pool deck's a fun part of the job. And um, I don't know, it's just, it, it's so cool. We were just talking about this. I think what I really love about coaching swimming and, and at Carmel is, you, you see these special moments that happen. And over the past seven and a half years I've been here, special moments have happened at the banquet. When you have over 600 people there, you have your senior athletes um, giving a, a senior speech in front of all these parents. And um, again, they're repeating these things that they've heard since they were eight years old. Um, you know, this past year, we we had, um, like all clubs across the country, we had some smaller meets, um, but just a lot of special things happened, some time trials, and, and just, I think that's the part that you keep coming back. When you, when you see the entire team doing red and blue, our team cheer, and it's so loud, and they're all into it, like, those special moments just keep bringing you back, so... Um, yeah, it's, it has to be the special moments, you know, I'm starting to really enjoy teaching other people. I've learned that as well. And it's fun to share what you've learned and, and listen to what other people have to say as well. I, I think, um, finding somebody that, you know, obviously Chris, I've learned a lot from you and people like Rock King and Ian Murray and, and all these people that I've learned from finding people that to help to mentor you. Um, I, I certainly enjoy that and stealing their ideas. I think I was telling you uh, there was, I don't know when it was, maybe a year or so ago where I would take like four of your workouts a week and modify it. <laughs> I wasn't even writing my own workouts. I was just like, oh, this is great. And uh, I'm sure you were taking workouts from other people as well. So, um, but I, overall, I, I think it's, it has to be on, on deck and the special moments that happen being a part of those moments. Yeah, and you know, I think the special moment just to kind of bring the story to light was uh, we try to get athletes to Olympic trials and we went to Texas to this meet to get people qualified and we came up short. We had some athletes who said, no, I'm, I'm gonna make it. And so we did a time trial on a Friday night in between senior and age practice and we had people make it in the place was, it was just this unleashing of emotion that we've been piled, you know, it's been, you've been so cautious around people and just to have this moment where I was like, no, we're doing this, this is fun. And everyone was into it. It was a really cool moment. And um, one I will never forget. I mean, watching someone to get a Olympic trial cut in a 400 meter swim, <laughs> that takes guts, right? And a 200 fly. <laughs> so yeah, and, and I know, um, that was a cool moment and and that, that was fun so <laughs> the best part was that we <laughs> so right you know it's right before all the age groupers swim <laughs> and we had age groupers up in the stands on the pool deck it was unbelievably loud it, you know it's over all right get in the pool i've never seen kids warm up faster than they did after that <laughs> they were yeah. sprinting like these little 10 year olds just like sprinting it was so funny 
But that was a fun. Yeah, fun we should have had a meet. We should have had a meet right then and there, right? Like, yeah, crushed it. Yeah, but you know, I think that's what. Um, you know, I think you know, Chris. You obviously got offers to go other places, but one of the reasons you stayed is because those moments can happen here, right? And like that's you got to create a place where those moments can. They're not always going to, but you just got to create an environment where it can happen, right? And like you're a part of that. The whole staff's a part of that, but. Uh, and it did and it make you know it makes it worth it so um you know i think the other thing i wanted to talk about is like you were uh you probably played multiple sports and how did you get involved in swimming and you know what made you choose swimming over the other sports when you were younger yeah that's a i don't know i did a lot of sports growing up and Okay, first of all, I say this all the time. I wish I had the Carmel Swim Club growing up because I, I didn't have that. And man, if I did, it, it probably would have changed maybe the way I did some things. I'm sure it would have, hands down. But um, you know, I grew up in a smaller area. Like my high school was 300 total. I mean, to fill out rosters, you had to do multiple sports. So I did... Oh my gosh. I just did everything except football. My parents wouldn't let me play football. And I went to a football school and I was so upset about that, but probably glad now I didn't. Um, but yeah, I, I got in at the YMCA in Elkhart, Indiana. Um, they just sent a flyer home. I was like, I want to try it. I did it. I liked it. I kept doing it, went to high school and um, I actually did uh, five sports through eighth grade. And uh, my freshman year I did track and swimming and then I, my sophomore year uh, i stopped track just for swimming so yeah i mean that was kind of my my path through through swimming growing up and um yeah i don't know i i certainly feel like i it thinking back through it i i i didn't swim in the summers because i was doing baseball and um it was just a different time too. I think we've learned a lot more about swimming in that sense. Like, but we still have a lot of kids that do a lot of sports here. And in fact, right now we were looking, you know, I, I was actually expecting our pool to be super crowded, but with cross country and football going on right now, it's like with the age groupers, at least there's a lot of our, our kids that are doing a lot of other sports. And I remember rock King always said, the swimmers are always the best runners because they're in the best shape, right? And yeah, right. Often a lot of our, our kids that do swim year-round are are doing really well at, at cross-country and track. And um, I do I do think that's not only because of what we do in the pool, but because of what we do in, in dry land in the weight room. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that's grown and changed is the uh, – really the dry land and our unique way of looking at it. And I think, man, I wish I would have had this dry land, this connection. Oh yeah. Uh, it would have been so fun. Um, we, but you know, that's what we live and learn. And you know, we're trying to figure out what, what are, what's going to be different in 20 years. Right. So we got to make sure we're, we're doing that. So um, we're going to finish with some fun, fast questions on the end. They get faster as they go here. So I hope you can you keep ready? up. Oh, <laughs> I know you got your fast switch. I know you are. So I've seen you take those workouts out real fast and then not be able to hang on. You're getting better at those though. <laughs> yep. 
All right. Like, okay. Anybody in history, who would you like to do a social kick with? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I wasn't ready for this one. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Freaking. All right. So we went and saw the Hall of Notes concert two weeks ago. Yep. And I'd love to see John Oates, that's not 73 years old, and do a social kick with him. There you go. Like 1985. <laughs> okay. 1985, John Oates. That's who you yep. want to social kick with. Okay. Uh, what were three songs on your pre-race playlist? Uh, it was certainly, um, uh, <laughs> what's the, uh, the eight mile song by Eminem, uh, yep. the monster spaghetti song, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, outcast I, and I'm talking middle school, uh, uh okay. sorry, Miss Jackson. And then, uh, probably the ACDC back in black. Yep. All right. What song would you least like to pop up when you're coaching practice? <laughs> um, oh, man. Um, uh, I don't even know. I'm supposed to answer these fast. Yeah, I know. You'll get, they'll get easier as we go here, trust me. Um, what song don't I like? I like a lot of music. This isn't fair because I, they're all my jams, so. Um, maybe like something like Sesame Street or something like Disney <laughs> songs. I, I'm not a Disney song. Okay, person. no Disney songs. All right. If you could have uh, a billboard at the pool for everyone to read, what would it say? It would be a big statue of Chris Plump. Oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> you already got the job. That's, a, that's an inside joke. <laughs> inside jokes. That's a All staff right. joke. Yeah. Uh, would you rather swim the deep end or shallow end? Uh, deep end because I like to dolphin kick. Okay. What is your perfect I am order? Uh, butterfly backstroke, butterfly backstroke. <laughs> fly back, fly back. Yeah. Kick, kickboard or no kickboard? No kickboard. Kick or pull? Pull. Kick, kick, kick. All right. Come on. Make him up your mind. What would you, would you rather swim in a pool that's too cold or too warm? Too cold. Lane leader or caboose? What kind of workout are we doing? <laughs> the threshold <laughs> going last. <laughs> if we're going fast, I'd probably go first. You'd probably go first. All right. All right. Um, would you uh, rather have to do the 200 fly or 400 IM? 200 fly. Okay. Favorite Gatorade color? Uh, purple. Purple. Yeah. Purple. Fierce. Fierce purple. Yeah. Fierce grape. Fierce grape. Is that All right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Chris, this has been fun. What um, What would you like to leave our audience with today? Anything you got going on you want to share? Um, no, I'm excited for uh, the month of September. It's starting to cool down. It's still sunny out. I'm excited for Gain Swim. It's always fun to see coaches from across the country. I get to go coach and be assistant coach at the um, National Select Camp later this month. That's fun. Pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, and I, I always come back to your quote, um, and I, I talked about it um, the other day, and I, I think it's it's relevant to, to all swimmers that um, it's okay to fail as long as you fail with uh, passion and effort rather than doubt and fear. That's Big a great believer quote. there. Yep. Yeah. All right, Chris, appreciate it.
and uh, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Yeah, I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> All right. Thank you for having me. Yep. yep.